Live Nations Friday, Jeff Cameron Show. Thanks for tuning to it here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. What's up, gang? Do you got a good feeling about tomorrow's basketball game? No. Well, listen here, sourpuss. I, uh, <laughs> Do you? I don't know. I, I go into every one of our games knowing the flaws that we have and you know some of the things that we have to overcome. Also, some of the skill that we have and what we're seeing now in terms of the better effort on the defensive end. Believing that against the vast majority of a very average ACC, Florida State is a 50-50 proposition. I just kind of like, eh. I know that in theory that's true anytime you tip off, but I, I, I feel like some matchups, obviously, you'd look at and you go, no, this is all wrong for us, baby. We ain't going to win this game. We don't have the requisite size or whatever it might be, right? But others, a lot of the matchups in this league, given what this team is, you just kind of, I don't, I don't know. I go in with very minimal expectations, but it's not to the point where I go in saying, oh, we're going to lose this game. Like there are matchups, like the game against Duke, we're, we're not beating Duke. Not because they're Duke, but because they're size. So there's going to be problems there, you know? And when you look at certain teams, you go, oh, no. Like, had we known just how far off we were in the paint, and we were already nervous about the matchup, even made mention of it, we might have stated emphatically that Florida State was in all likelihood going to be throttled by 40 against a Purdue. You know, I mean, and, and, and really in reality... Didn't feel great about it. No, we didn't feel good about it, but, but I don't even think we realized to the extent that we were going to have problems in the paint this year, we knew that that was going to be a work in progress. Now, they maybe help illuminate that a little bit, but that's a really good team. And and when you look at that team now, you go, that was a that was a 10-point game in the second half. I was actually kind of proud of us in retrospect because that matchup is all wrong for us. Yeah, they kept fighting. They showed a lot of heart that night. And listen, I think they have that heart. I think, I think they, they have the raw talent, but they're just so inexperienced. Saw graphics on Ken Palm about age versus experience. This Florida State basketball team is actually the oldest in the ACC, but they're the fourth youngest in terms of experience on the basketball court. So while in age they're the oldest, the experience is not there. And that feels that way. That's what you watch. You see stupid mistakes made all the time, but those are not mistakes made out of malice or a lack of caring. It's just these are bigger moments. You're playing a bigger role. Yeah. All these kids, I mean, even the, the seniors or juniors – have to play bigger roles than they've ever had to in their entire career, and and that's what's going to happen. The thing for me is I don't feel great about it because of the zone. It's that simple on offense. I don't think we can execute to you know score enough to win. Now, if we do, I will start to believe in dare to dream, tell the ding-ding to go away in, in a way I haven't since Wake Forest. Well, before Wake Forest, really. You were so excited. I was I wondering will. why you like you know jumped out of your chair. I was excited to get... To hit the ding ding. I, I don't believe it in away. it yet. I don't believe in anything but the ding ding right mm. now. But if that's you, right, Tommy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's true. Now, if you beat Syracuse tomorrow and you execute okay against the zone and you show growth from the first matchup to the rematch, all right, all right. Now I start to buy it a little bit. Well, I would agree with that, and I too am not overwhelmingly uh, excited to tune in tomorrow at three o'clock as I. Um, kind of nervously watch because I want to take the next step. I want to be able to go, hey, now, 
You can, flaws and all, if you're going to rattle off uh, to the tune of four and one since that embarrassing loss to wait, okay. There are some teams that are bad that you don't like, and and there are some teams that are good that you. Don't, this is a group that it's not not likable. They're just lacking. They're just lacking. They're, just lacking. They're limited, it's and fair. and it's a bless their heart situation. But it could go from a bless their heart to look at them. I'd be more proud of these guys than a lot of teams we've had in the last handful of years because they shouldn't be here. They shouldn't be in the Correct. position. Let's get there. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a great ride to go on. Yeah, and I often, because we really respect and admire the job the coaching staff does here at Florida State and that they've recruited a certain type of guy to Florida State, and by that I mean talented, hardworking, and skilled, but also guys that buy in. They buy into the to, to the to, to the uh, program's identity, and that's been firmly established. And those guys that come here are going to work hard, and they're going to abide by those very stringent rules that Leonard Hamilton puts down. And they're going to play team basketball, and they're going to agree to come off the bench even if they're a first round draft pick. And they're going to do those things. So they're imminently likable almost always. This group would be that, and then some because of what they're missing because of the effects of losing really talented guys to the NBA draft in the top ten. You know, when you're losing multiple players over the course of two and three years to the first round of the draft, you're all at once celebrating the job the coaching staff has done to bring those type of players here and bring those type of players along, but also at some point, especially at Florida State, because we're not a basketball factory, you're going to end up having one of these kinds of years where you're just missing some things, and they are missing some things. Yeah, I think there's a chance that in the final two weeks of the season it turns into a group that you go, oh, man, let's go make a run in the ACC tournament. Let's make it interesting. Now, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but Leonard remarked on this last week. He was talking about how they haven't had a chance to practice as a whole group hardly at all since the season started for injury reasons to the roster or COVID COVID reasons reasons, or whatever the reason. He said they only had three to five practices, this is as of last week, as a whole group since the regular season started. And for an inexperienced team, the only way to get better is to be able to rep it over and over and over again between games. And the problem is this upcoming week for us, we play four games in seven days. You got your Saturday tomorrow, Tuesday against Duke, Thursday against UNF at noon, and then you play Miami the following Saturday. Got to win this one, got to beat UNF. Right, little, and then little, hope to little, steal one of the others. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, probably a little two and two action over the four, and then you'll. This is a critical game. Yeah, you, you get. Yeah, it's weird. You, now you got me nervous. Now I'm sitting here thinking about what has to happen, which is they got to win tomorrow. They kind of have to win tomorrow, or you're going to get one win over the next four, and it's going to be against UNF. Well, on a lighter note, I think Steven raises a good point in the chat where he says there needs to be some smoke when you hit the ding. If we could find a small little smoke machine or a vapor machine that would show up on the camera, that would be amazing. Just chilling. Uh, smoking. I would love to, Reagan. I hope for a choo-choo as well. Jeff and Tom, hope for another choo-choo on Saturday against the Cuse. But first, why the hell did the ACC block the playoff expansion? This could lead to a landscape where the ACC finds itself left out in the 2026 negotiations. FSU better have a backup plan, an exit plan. I don't know that they're going to be excluded from the 2026 negotiations, but I don't, I don't think it's going to get to that severity. I think they're holding out a bargaining chip, meaning expansion, uh, for whatever leverage they can muster uh, against the uh, against the SEC and the Big Ten, who, uh, you know, I think at this point have um, really hold all the cards. 
the, the, the rest of – and the SEC in particular holds all the cards. Yeah, you, if you're in the ACC, and we are, you're in a straitjacket. That's what it is. I mean, the, the financial gap is going to grow. It already has. And, you know, and the Comcast deal is great, but, I mean, that's worth $0.10 cents on the dollar compared to what these other conferences get. And I just got done talking about basically if, if – let's say you're one of these clowns who just, uh, you know, has a sworn allegiance to a conference. If, if, if you are, you're further emboldened by what you see in college football right now. If you are a fan of the SEC specifically, you are further emboldened. They've won 11 of the last 15, or is it 12 of the last 16 now, national championships – and their teams are getting better and better, and the gap is growing, and the amenities, the coaches' salaries, the size of the uh, analyst pool, uh, the ability to perhaps divvy up more for the NIL, all of that is it's a one-sided That's affair right. right now. Yeah, the Big Ten and the SEC, they don't want your socialism across, across Power Five. They're going to keep it for themselves is what the free market dictated. <laughs> That's where they want to go. Now, if you can find somebody... This is why I hope maybe Nick retires and Nick Saban could be the uh, the guy who could push for it. If you can find somebody to, to sell the idea that we're all going to be better off and we're all going to make a hell of a lot more money in the free market if we band together and we make this an entering, interesting sport from coast to coast that is for the better of everybody – if in the Pac-12 part of the country, well, you know, oh, there are a lot listen, of big TV markets out there. Huge. If they care... It would be pretty good for us if they gave a damn right now. What are they playing for? Nothing. Well, Southern Cal's about to really care, and they will be one of the lone representatives. Now, Oregon's got more money than they know what to do with, too, because of Phil Knight. Now, that would be interesting, too, to see just how far they go. But they're always going to have a bit of a problem sustaining that level of recruiting. Uh, unless, of course, it becomes a matter of just paying players to come play football, which they can very well do right now. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of questions. For me, it's, I, I, you know... I don't understand what bargaining chip. What are they going to do? Tell you, they're going to tell you no. You get more seats at the table, and then we could talk about it later once this thing is a success. Because I believe that there's diminishing returns here to to the to the gap. If you can get us up to thirty five or forty million a year as an institution, and they have eighty, that's wonderful that they have eighty. Right. There's you know, only I believe, so much you can spend. Yeah, on I again. believe the NIL you know revolution in terms of uh, the the course correction Where is it's coming. Coming. Yeah. Right. Well, we'll see. I don't know who that who's going to do that. The sport has major problems, and it is, it, in terms of its likability, and uh, if you're looking towards growth, I, I don't think you're seeing that right now. I don't think you're going to see that right now. I think there there, there are much greater questions, more pressing questions and hand-wringing going on amongst college football's faithful than, than we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I think in a weird way, we're kind of, forgive me for using this word, I think we're kind of lucky that we're in the position we're in, which is we don't we can't worry about that right now. We're yeah, just we're trying not, to win we're football not competitive games to, on a national championship scale. We're we're trying to get back to where we can compete in a division of the ACC. Right, but if you were Notre Dame, for example, and you've seen yourself make the playoff, but you know that you can't get there, you just can't. Wouldn't well, that if, be more maddening than if you were you know than, right, than right, us who we're trying well, to worry about? Let's go to bowls. Let's take the Atlantic back. Like we've got fish to fry right now that keep us distracted from the larger conversation. But if I was a school like a Notre Dame, I'd say, well, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to? How are we going to overcome some of your academic standards and bring in the kinds of players that can allow you to get get past that you know playoff game and get into a national? I mean, they they've made the playoff. They haven't been competitive when they get there. Uh, That's the correct answer, but you know they yeah. would prefer to be able to do it their own way. So well, you can't anymore. You've got to do it like one way. 
I hadn't thought about this. We were going through the games and the you know our picks and the intrigue that surrounds all of these games, and we like to kind of create the what's the story. That's usually what gamblers do, right? And, and fans can do that as well. This is where it's applicable whether you like to be a sporting guy or gal or not is tell the story of the game. And I hadn't really thought about – I mean, I feel like the most amount of pressure – yesterday I asked you the most amount of pressure on any one player, let's say a quarterback in particular, and I kind of circled back over to Dak Prescott because of the high-profile Cowboys, Jerry Jones' uh, rapid approach to death. Uh, and then, well, listen, every time you see that guy, you're like, okay, time is, time is running out, Jerry. What are you going to do? Happens. He's lived a fun life. I don't think he's exactly taking care of himself. No, there's a little Madame Tussaud going on there. <laughs> that's correct. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm always like, ooh, that's weird. Anyhow, you know who I overlooked in all this? Matthew Stafford, and only because, and you're right to bring up, you know, I, I didn't give the Cardinals much of a chance. They have not played well, although their road record is tremendous. Right, if I he believe. spots them seven, well, that's a different ball game. Right. But I didn't. I saw this stat, and I thought, okay, well, this is interesting. Uh, we all kind of, and I think most people universally agreed, that this was a big step up by going out and getting Stafford as opposed to golf, right? In four years with golf under McVay, the Rams had two divisional wins and three playoff berths. Golf was three and three in six playoff games. If you include the Rams Seahawks wild card matchup last year, in which a hampered golf was replaced by John Walford, remember that? And they basically said that Walford would be starting the next. Remember, yeah. I mean, that was, oh, yeah. Cam was on a hell of a tear at that time. Yeah. Only once did the Rams clear the division round. That was the 2018 Super Bowl run, which ended in the game that uh, obviously they scored three points. So, what does Stafford have to do to. I mean, I, I don't know. Even if he loses this game, that you would still say, "Well, they might have. Maybe they maybe they were acted too uh, swiftly to bring Stafford in and and not keep a good, uh, you know, a, a consistently solid golf." No, I don't think anybody's going to say that. Even if he loses, right? I mean, we we no, yeah, no. You're trying to do what you need to do. They have to. They ended up. Their salary cap situation, they anted up. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you could only go for it. You know, they're uh, my baseball team in the mid 2000s went for it. They got guys hurt, and then the whole thing was destroyed. About two years later, that's the price. Sometimes when you go for it, you don't win the whole thing. The and Jaguars, the Jaguars, yes. because they didn't make an investment at the quarterback position, and they had yeah. a defense that was a Super Bowl defense, and they lost. You're, not everybody can be the Bucks that go right. all in and win Once it the first year after in, they go all in. That's right. That's what the Bucks do. Once they're in, they're in. Think about the Eagles teams in the late 90s and early 2000s. They got everybody. Every year, they made another move that would be a huge splash, defensive ends, linebackers, T.O., you name it. They make all these moves in order to fortify the ranks, and it's like, okay, now or never. It never panned out for them. They Tragic. had to wait another 15 years for it to happen. Tragic as it were. Yeah, I, I I think it's funny that we anted up, won the Super Bowl, may not win it again, won the division, 13 wins in the first 17-game season. That's success. And are set to be good again next year, even if they lose some pieces. Are set to be good again next year. You know what's interesting is the preseason over-under on the Bucks win total was 12.5. And, and if you had the over on the 12.5, that Jets game actually probably has an extra level of bliss. 
because of the comeback for 90 yards for Tom Brady. I mean, you think about that because you have to win out to hit your over. That must have been an amazing sweat for a ton of people who played the over on Tampa at 12 and a half. I left that alone for us. I thought 12 and 5 seemed reasonable, 13 yeah. and 4 seemed possible. I just I didn't have a, a sense for that. Uh, I, I remember thinking, hey, I'm going to leave that alone. It seems like the right number, didn't it? Man, they, they, they get by this weekend, you could get excited. Well, that's the thing. They go over that number, and you think about all of the man games lost to injury. However you say that phrase, I, I never understand that one, but how all the injuries they had, all the big players that have missed a lot of time. You go to every segment group except knock on the desk, offensive line, and quarterback. And you've had huge swaths of games missed at every position. Receiver, Gronk was hurt, the running backs, defensive line absolutely decimated at different times, safeties, linebackers, and corners. Everybody's been hurt, and yet they still hit the over. That would be the biggest feather in the cap if the Bucks say, you know, they get upset this weekend or whatever, is you'd be proud of that fact, that they were able to actually get whittled down from all those superstars and find a way to win 13 games. Just pulled up the props for a lot of these games because they're fun, and you and I like to throw these out here. Tell me if you'll take a bite on any of these because I like some of them. I could see – I like Rob Gronkowski over that number now, 58 and a half. Oh, it's gone up. It's gone up. We got it yesterday. So if you got it yesterday and you're in on Rob Gronkowski on the over there, uh, you're going to have to give – you're going to have to go over 58 and a half. How about this? Josh Allen, any time touchdown. That only counts as a rushing touchdown, though. It does not count as a passing, passing touchdown. touchdown. That is yes. correct. It's plus one fifty-five. So they think a sneak is going to happen. Well, the, I mean, clarify that for me, people. It, you know, on the chat, I believe an anytime touchdown is not a passing touchdown. No, it's not a passing touchdown. He has to score a rushing touchdown okay. for that to be an anytime. That touchdown. needs to go higher. I think that doesn't feel plus like- one fifty-five. That's good odds. I mean, I feel good about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna win one hundred fifty-five bucks if I lay a hundred, just for him to score a touchdown. Yeah, I I would like to value it two to one on that one. Okay, because you get inside the th- the five yard line, it might be Singletary. Well, I mean it's a risk, Tom. It's gambling, but I, I mean, but I think Josh Allen. I understand. <laughs> I mean, my value point is a yeah, different place okay. than yours right, on, on Josh Allen. Right. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. How about this? Quick, give me the temp. Raiders Bengals temperature. I don't need you to guess it for a gambling bet. I need it for the information I'm going to use to make this next oh, bet. Oh, you need me to tell you. I'm I not need guessing. you to tell me the temperature in Cincinnati. Uh, and it's interesting because I think that this eventually becomes a high-scoring game. I'm not so sure that it looks that way in the first half. So I guess what I'm getting at, that game is tomorrow. And by now, we should have a pretty good handle. Looks like 32. Oh, man. Okay, it is conducive. Hmm. Yeah, it's a um, – That total of the first half is 24-and-a-half is why I asked. So our boy Kevin has a report on that one. He puts it in the green zone for scoring. It says below freezing and a 10- to 15-mile-an-hour wind. Neither of those factors matter much individually. I'm not going to le- touch it then. I, I, I was thinking that we may get a little bit colder and a little bit more breezy, and I'd go under that first half number. Not going to do it now. Uh, I will take – I will say this. The, I'm sticking with what we did earlier this week with the teaser. I'll tease the Bucks down to under three at two and a half, and I'll pair that with the Kansas City game. And I'll tease Kansas City down, and that should be an easy teaser, pleaser victory, right? There Don't have we been think so many stunning results this year in the NFL in the regular course of you know Sunday to Sunday. But I mean, come on, six and a half for the Chiefs—that feels like you're taking money. I mean, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't even think. 
Would you take under 49 Raiders Bengals? No, for the total Eagles no. Bucks 46 and a half if the rain is there. Uh still still our defense is bad enough. You know, you, the the I think the biggest hurdle for the over is actually the amount of possessions in the game because the Eagles could run the play clock down to inside 5 left and right on you and the next thing you know after the first half they've got the ball for 19 minutes. Maybe it doesn't hit that way, but I don't think the weather is going to stop them from going over 46. If you want to have a lot of fun, and I'll leave it alone, we'll move on. I'll get to the games against my mom here in a moment. But if you want to have a lot of fun with this, you know there are such things as seven-point teasers. The, the, the odds change when you do it. But if you did a seven-point teaser, you could take the Bucks down to minus a point and a half and the Niners to plus ten. That f- I mean, that feels an awful lot like your crew. That's a, that's a rocking chair weekend. Yeah, that, well, that's how I got the Patriots at ten and a half. The uh, some sports books you can gerrymander the hell out of your uh, <laughs> your lines, and then you put them together. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio Warship TV. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply and we're frozen it'll happen on occasion then it will blare in my ear i have it turned down in case that happens welcome back jeff cameron show live it's friday loose CQC and flawed. A little flawed today. It was a weird day. I was at the Tallahassee Airport. International Airport. Of course, right. At 4.30 this morning. Did you go to the international terminal or the domestic one? Just the domestic one. Ran into a fan of the show. They were boarding the same flight as my son. You know, I I had my son uh, who is an unaccompanied minor on this flight, so they tell you that uh, you have to get there well in advance to say the least and you know i don't know why i normally wouldn't comp- you know complain about these kinds of things but he had a 6:30 flight and uh they wanted us there at 4:30 because of paperwork that i needed to fill out since he was an unaccompanied minor and uh i thought okay well that's you know i understand there's a lot of legalities to all this fair enough uh, i got gotcha. you we get there after waking up at 3:30 Got him out the door, robust cup of coffee in hand, not for him, but for me, and uh, I'm expecting to have to fill out all kinds of stuff and take pictures and do a little dance. It took five minutes, five minutes, which ordinarily you would celebrate and say, that's a great thing, that's a great thing. No, no, if you're there, if you're somewhere at 430, because the expectation is that it's going to take a while to ensure that everything is, uh, you know, every I is dotted and every T is crossed, then then that's the expectation. I get it. No, no, five minutes in. You're good to go, sir. Yeah, it's 4.35. His flight's at 6.30. Why the hell did you all have me come out here two hours in advance? But as an aside, I'm done bitching. While we sat there at the uh, at the gate, a guy came up and uh, and was like, 
big fan of the show. And I was like, well, that's nice. That's awfully nice to hear at 6.30 when you've been sitting somewhere for two hours and it's only 6.30 in the morning. It's nice to get a little boost, a little support. Also, that's going to be an interaction that largely should go well at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, nobody's chit-chatty. Right. It's, and it's also a steadfast person who's been up for a while, you know? Well, they, they had a sweet FSU pullover. I didn't get a chance to tell the guy. I wanted to tell him that's a nice-ass pullover. I mean, I really was eyeing that pullover. It was nice. But he was late. Was it the unconquered spear? No, or, he no. was late to the gate. And he was one of the last people to get on. And I, my son was already on the plane. You're not allowed to leave as the parent until the plane takes off, just in case they have to come back for any reason. Oh, wow. So you cannot leave until the plane is up in the air. So Clark's not going on one of these trips is what you're telling me. Not anytime me. soon. Um, no. Because you're not going through that. No, I'm not doing that again. But so I sat there and I'm waiting. Meanwhile, I'm watching people race to the gate because the door is shut. And the guy was like, did they, did they close it? I was like, they did, but I think she's coming back. He's like, come on. I mean, you know how mad you'd be. Did they let him in? They did. They did. Oh, and usually the door closed is no, like the zero tolerance no, policy. No, the, the lady came back. She had to do one last thing. And the cool thing was when she came back, that's when my man, who who he had asked me, are they gone? I'm like, I don't think they're gone. I think they're coming back. She seems like she's got one more thing to do. And he was like, hopeful. The door opened up, and right before he ran down the terminal there to i mean uh, the little concourse thing yeah. he goes he goes big fan of the show and he takes off i was like good for you buddy good for you i would have said that anyway but i mean he was like he hey, got it he may be watching right now hope you made it well you did make it safely because bryce did so we're good. yeah he made it i know his flight landed that is correct cue it up let's go and now for another edition of the family pick nick go to your room my the meatloaf Take it away, Jeffrey. And I shall. It uh, is a lopsided affair as we enter the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. This one has been really one-sided most of the season. I have come back with furious anger this year to regain my title. Mama, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm hanging in. Glad to hear you say it. I've been thinking about Bryce and on his trip, and he, he made it there just fine. Yeah, he made it there, and... Thanks to his good old dad, he's got a full day in D.C. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He'll be back on Monday, so he's good. I know he's gonna. He's so excited. He followed me, um, le- you know, last night and everything, and he was very excited. So I'm, I'm anxious to. He promised me he'd uh, polo me and uh, send me pictures. So I'm anxious to hear from him. You, by the way, mom, have to sweep these picks, like win every single game all the way throughout. <laughs> I said that to Tom. I said, I don't think there's any hope for me to win this thing, but maybe I can get back and make it a little more respectable. Yeah, are you down nine or eight? No, eight, 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 eight. Whopping eight as we enter the playoffs. All right, Raiders at Bengals. I know, and you know, one of the things about this is I said to Tom, you know, when you get to this point, we're probably not going to have that many discrepancies, unfortunately. And that is correct. Yes, there's no real opportunity for you here, Mother. We're just I playing know. out the string. I just have to try my best. Um, I Bengals. Yep. Patriots Bills. I know. God, I tell you, these games get hard. I tell you, I'm picking the Patriots. I'm taking the Bills. There you go. You got a chance. You're pulling the upset, huh? Okay. Well, you know, why not? All right. Eagles at Bucks. Bucks. This game really makes me nervous. Do you remember back in the day when the Eagles were our nemesis and we never could beat them? And then that one year, one year when we finally did to go to the Super Bowl, it was like we had won the Super Bowl when we beat the 
freaking Eagles. Yeah, but here's the thing. Not only did we beat the freaking Eagles, we shut down the vet, made their fans cry, went on to win the Super Bowl, and then beat their ass when they opened their new stadium the next year on Monday Night Football for the world to see. Uh, <laughs> That's what we did. I forgot about that. Yeah, just a bunch of throttling of the Eagles when it mattered. Yes, it was uh, glorious. Well, I hope we can do that uh, on uh, on Sunday. Uh, me too. I too am taking the Bucks. 49ers at Cowboys. I know it. I'm taking the Cowboys. I hope that the team that is really good shows up. I'm taking the 49ers. I like the 49ers on the road to pull the upset here. I um, I don't. I just don't trust the Cowboys. There's a weight on the shoulders. Could be wrong here. It wouldn't shock me. But uh, we're going to be on the opposite side of the ledger on this one, too. So you do have oh. a chance to gain some ground here, Mama. Oh, my Lordy. Well, that's good. We're both going to take the Chiefs to beat the be- Chiefs to beat the bejesus out of the Steelers. I would assume. Uh, yes, I'm t- I'm taking the Chiefs, but I'll tell you what, I'm happy for the Steelers. They cut, they're keeping you know, you know, in a little bit longer. So if this is like a Ben Swan song, then at least they they're getting to be in the playoffs. I guess screw them. Um, uh, Cardinals at Rams. Uh, are we both taking the Rams here? I am taking the Rams. I, you know, the the Cardinals are just a schizophrenic team, and I don't trust them. And uh, the Rams' defense is what I think is going to, you know, maybe give Kyler um, some some trouble. Yeah, I like the Rams too, and I do think the Cardinals are schizophrenic. So we have two different, and that's quite a few for this first week. So that's good. I know, I know it is. Well, you know, I don't know with the Patriots. I just, I mean, I would love the Bills to win, but I don't know. It's hard for me to. To bet against Belichick, really, um, you know how they say he takes away whatever the other team does, you know, Best. well and and everything. And I don't know if um, if Mac Jones can, you know, really play well. I think they've got a good chance. I don't think he will play well, and I yeah, they get a chance, but I I don't think they're going to win. I'll take the Bills to win this game, and and you know the Bills did a good job of bouncing back when they lost that game to the Patriots uh, at home in Buffalo. They went on the road and avenged that loss in Foxborough, and really were dominant in that game. I think they'll uh, carry the day here. Should be a fun game and a hard-hitting game and a freezing-ass cold game, which is always fun for us as viewers. So uh, it'll be good. But you could pull the upset there, Mom, and edge ever closer and make it respectable, which is your goal, as you know. I'm working on it. The only one I game I care about is the Bucks. <laughs> and if we if I lose these two, I'll be I'll be upset. But if the Bucks win, I'll be happy. Because I feel like we get past this game, then you know, don't, and then if we win, we'll have another game at home, correct? Yeah, we'll play at home until we get to the NFC Championship game if we get that far, and that would be on the road against Green Bay in all likelihood, unless they get upset, and then who knows? We could host throughout. Oh lordy, that would be something, wouldn't it? Oh, yes, it boy, would. That, would, that would. That would tickle me. <laughs> it would tickle me too, Mama. Love you. Bye bye. All right, love you too. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Tickle me. Aren't you just tickled? All right. So real quick, I'm taking a look at the playoff bracket. And if it goes the way you think it's going to go, which is Cincinnati winning and Buffalo winning and, of course, Kansas City, that would mean that the Chiefs host the Bills Mm -hmm. next week. Mm -hmm. And then Tennessee and Cincinnati. I think you'd have a live dog there in the 1-4 matchup. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Don't mind if I do. Now, you had San Francisco winning, right? I did, but, I mean, I really feel like that's a coin flip game. Uh, admittedly, I feel like it's a coin flip game. So, I, I don't – I'm not sitting down on my couch thinking, oh, the Niners have got this. I'm not saying that. Whereas, some of these other games, for example, I mean, I really do think the Rams are going to beat the Cardinals. I, I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to see the Rams lose, but 
if you're right on both hunches, then San Francisco would go to Green Bay. Really good game. Really good For a 1-6. Well, and they're going to run the football, so they're going to make you tackle them. And then the Rams would come across the country to play us. Come get you some. Ah, uh, that's still a woo. That's a good game. Yeah. That the that weekend would whoop butt. Mom's right about the surviving this weekend. It, it, it feel, I think most Bucks fans would say that, you know, clearly we're hobbling into the playoffs. It's a beat-up group that is starting to get healthy, maybe not fast enough, maybe not getting back to 100% as quickly as necessary. Now, luckily, again, the Eagles are a flawed team, hence the 9-8 and record with a flawed quarterback. There's an opportunity to, to kind of survive and advance and lick your wounds and get healed up in time to make a little mini run and put a scare into some people. Uh, that's the hope. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's weird. There, I, I heard somebody say this yesterday, and I agreed with it. I can't remember who I'd give them credit. They feel like, and this is a weird way because it sounds like you're waffling, but they felt like either this is a Bucks blowout victory over the Eagles or it is extremely close coming down to the final possession. Like, there's not going to be a middling game. Like, it's not going to be 24 to 10, 27 to, you know, to, to 13. They felt like it was going to be, okay, last possession, we're tied, or, you know, this turned out to be a stinker. Yeah. You know what this is, what I'm doing right now for the visual medium? Twiddling your thumbs? Yeah, that's going to be me in customs wondering which <laughs> game it is. Well, I can text you, can't I? I will take texts in this case. Usually, usually, like, don't let me know. I don't want to know. But in this case, oh, yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I am the world's worst about that. And what I mean by that is I'm not the guy that you can trust. Oh, that's correct. I am admitting a terrible flaw of mine as a friend. As your friend in particular, I have failed you many times about the no text rule. I can't. It's something in me. I spoil it for my friends. I refuse yeah. to abide by their wishes. But here's the good thing. Here's the good thing about you. You're an <laughs> equal opportunity texter. You're not an only negative texter or an only positive texter. Right. Some of your messages may say, glad to see our a-hole, sh- you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right. this player is being himself. Or, suck it, we're going to run away with this thing. Uh, yeah. So it could be either or. Yeah, right, right. And I don't read text kind of yep. during those moments. So I hear, if I forgot to put it on, do mm-hmm. not disturb. I'm like, the little well, buzzy thing, yeah. it's either good or bad. I don't I'm gonna know. know. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It could be either or. So it doesn't matter. So thankfully, you know, there are, there are other <laughs> so friends of mine. Gi- it's not a giveaway. Yes, there are other friends of mine who are Lightning fans. Who are only negative only. when they text. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, now, our mutual friend, Matt, no, he's fine. But there are a couple others that I grew up with down there that only negative. So if I hear like three texts and my phone is face down and, and it's a lightning play, we're down two to nothing. We're down two to nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I at least keep you guessing. But I am willing to admit on the airwaves if you don't want to know the result of a game, don't trust me. I'm telling you the result of that game. I'm texting you halfway through it with a very specific evaluation of the game you don't want to hear about. <laughs> I don't know why. I can't help it. Like, so if we go up 21 nothing, and Tom says to me, now listen, I'm, I'm going to watch the game in its entirety when I get to where I'm going, so don't tell me anything. But it's 21 nothing late in the third, and this game is over. I have to share the joy. I have to let him know, Tom, it's over. 
Fear not when you sit down to watch the game. We're going to beat that ass 21 to nothing. All right, so I, I land if all goes according to plan, and we'll see because there's a front pushing through Florida on Sunday. But everything goes according to plan, I land at 155. That means I'll have cell service you know, right around 2. If things You'll are, have a text waiting on you. If things are really, really good, like don't text anything from 1 to one to 145. All and right. if at 145 something's good, just send me a picture of the Dos Artes. Oh, if, it's, if we're in business. I have a little Dos Artes left. I can show you that, or a fine scotch, if you don't mind. A little peat. If it's a beverage, then yeah. yeah. Just a beverage? And if it's bad news, send me like a bush light or something like that. I don't have one in the house, but well, I will. Just go to Google yeah, Images yeah, yeah, and good. grab one. You know what? I think I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you, sure, a Dos Artes, but I could also send you one of our favorite pictures that we have over the years sent back and forth to each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm well aware. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find a word that wouldn't uh, piss off people on these airwaves, so yeah. I'll go with inauguration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It'll be fun. By the way, you should know about our friends, T-Spark, roofing and construction. You hear about them enough, but that's for good reason. Not only are they our partner with the Jeff Cameron Show and the fine folks here at 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV, they're also the best at what they do. It's important to hire companies that have employees versus, say, subs. T-Spark employees are insured to be on the roof, go through training and safety courses. Every Monday, Travis walks his guys through safety training. T-Spark is a drug-free work environment. Drug-free and criminal background check policies exist at T-Spark Roofing and Construction. Commercial tenant build-outs looking to open a second store, a new restaurant, etc., and need commercial renovations to get the space designed the way you need, just call our friends at T-Spark. Check them out. T-Spark Roofing and Construction. Chef Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Soon enough, buddy. Good for you. We played that here. Sure did. First workout is free at Orange Theory Fitness. If you're thinking about it, it's the new year and you've been wondering, I got to get something together. I got to get a fitness routine going. I got to have something that's scientifically proven to work and is dependable, somewhere where I feel supported, somewhere where I have a game plan on a daily or every other day basis. It's Orange Theory Fitness. Holds you accountable. A lot of options, a lot of different kinds of workouts. And I think uh, you'll find that uh, it's something you'll rather enjoy. That first week is always interesting. You're trying to figure out what's the deal here. But people really aren't staring at you if you're intimidated. Because I think a lot of people, I find that out. I think a lot of people say to me, hey, I know you go there, but it seems weird to be running next to people. I'm like, oh, no, no. A, it's spaced out enough. B, nobody's concerned with your times or how much in the way of calories you've burned or how far you've run. They're worried about their own deal. But you do feel supported, and they are really knowledgeable, the coaches. All of this is science-based, so it's not as if it's a willy-nilly, we think it's going to work. It works. Orange Theory Fitness. Check them out. There's two locations in town, by the way. Two locations in town. One of them's Midtown. other one's out there right next to Fresh Market. Speaking of which, I got the biggest shrimp, shrimp, like two of these Mac Daddy, those giant Florida shrimp that like they look like lobsters, mini lobsters. I put them out there on the uh, on the grill the other night, Tom. Delicious. I'm getting to be a pro. Was it a garlic butter sauce? There was a garlic butter sauce. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I listen. Yeah, I no, listen. It's good stuff. I just basted them a little bit. 
slow cooked them. It was outstanding. I'm getting where I like it. I, I get out there. Murder I get, was the base that they gave me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got picks. Do we need to do it? We've got uh, plenty of time to go through them. Oh, we got some time. We had some winners last night. Your lightning came through big time. North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding, integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFloridaPayroll.com. Hey, Big Daddy, having some red rushes tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Into an open wing. It's picked up by Dowdy, an empty net. He scores. Hot damn. Big Daddy's done it again. Red rushes all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. Whew. Well, Tom, you're on a roll with hockey. I think, uh, have you surveyed the landscape for tonight? Uh, tonight, no. Fridays are weird. They are weird. I like my NFL picks. The Gronk parlay, or not parlay, but um, prop bet is a good one. So it's Josh Allen on the over for the rushing total. I'm going to take Michigan plus 10 against Illinois. And I don't have another college basketball bet. I'm one-on-one on my college basketball bets. We're just now jumping into the deep end of the pool for college basketball. You could. You could if you wanted. And there are metrics that would say, please do. Take Purdue and lay the 20 against Nebraska. And get ready to watch that ass beat. But I do like Michigan plus 10 against Illinois. So I'll sprinkle a little. We'll sprinkle a little. Michigan plus 10 versus Illinois. Anybody watch college basketball on a Friday night? Anybody? Big 10 does. Unless you're there. That's Big Ten territory. No, I know. But I'm saying, like, how rare is it that you come home on a Friday and, like, you know what? Settle in for a little college basketball. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen it doesn't ever. Fit. It, it never does. Fit. It never does. Noon it's on just... a Saturday is okay. Hell, 7 o'clock on a Saturday yeah. is fine. Yeah, it makes no but... sense to me. It's a weird thing. Like, yeah. College basketball has a very specific feel. Friday evening is no way, no how. The ACC... Unless I'm there. It's a game I was at or something. We as a conference do it right Sunday through Wednesday. That's mm-hmm. one thing we get totally right. No Thursday ACC basketball unless of COVID stuff or no Friday, but Saturday through Wednesday, it's a nice little sweet spot. Monday night is a really nice college basketball night. I like Big Monday, and and not to not to watch just any teams, but I like when we play on Mondays. And we would have played on Monday night against Duke. That was the original schedule. Yeah, it was. Had ESPN yeah. not secured the wild card game, that's why our game with Duke is on Tuesday night. Uh, but I do like Tampa Bay in the NHL tomorrow night, hosting Dallas, hosting the Stars. They're angry in Tampa because it was a result win, not a process win. Mm. So you get a good effort out of them tomorrow night against Dallas. The minus one and a half on the puck line gets you a plus 115 provision. I say minus one and a half. Do it again. Ride the Tampa Bay Lightning. You are uh, feeling it with the bolts. A lot of times you like to uh, mix it up a little bit. Are you having trouble finding the rest of the league uh, to be consistent or inconsistent uh, where you can pin them down? Uh, Yeah. The East is it's it's a weird league this year. Typically, the last twenty five years, the West has more good teams. Same thing as the NBA. Yeah, the West has more good teams. Than the East, it's backwards this year. The East is loaded, and the West is pretty bad. I know, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but I have watched it five hundred times since it happened. I can't stop watching it. Did you see? Did I bring it up? Have you seen the John Morant block? Yeah, from earlier in the week. Yeah, I did. Ira put that on uh, Twitter. That's one. That's how I saw it first. I, I have watched that several times from several different angles. That that is an absurd. It's not. It's not that he blocked the shot. It's where his head is in relation to the square on the middle right, of the backboard. Right. That it doesn't seem like that should be possible. 
There's a picture inside the gymnasium at Eckerd College in St. Petersburg. I went to basketball camp at Eckerd College, uh, as well as soccer camp for that matter, but basketball camp at Eckerd College, I went four or five years in a row. And you would play in these games, these pickup games. They would divvy up the teams and all that. Yeah, you know, it's a long story short. I loved, I loved Eckerd College basketball camp. It was awesome. It was intense, and some of my favorite memories are in the games, those pickup games, because they had a real ref with a clock, and like you felt pressure to come through and all of that, right? But anyhow, I don't know who the guy is, and I've got to go next time I'm in St. Pete. I'm going to do this, but I kid you not. Now, somebody out there may know who this person is. There's a black and white photo from the old St. Pete Times that when you walk off the court at Eckerd College, it's a tiny gym. Gary Shelton. <laughs> when you walk off the court of Eckerd College, I mean, it's a small basketball court, just like it's a small college. When you walk off up against the wall by the water fountain where the two bathrooms are, there's a black and white photo from the St. Pete Times of a, of a player for Eckerd College, I think it's in the 60s, who is... His hand is above the top of the backboard oh, getting wow. a rebound. And I've never checked to see who that player was, but there's some dude in the 60s jumping above the backboard at an Eckerd College game. Here's hoping that the Knolls do to Syracuse what they did to John Morant in the tournament. That's true. Good work out of you, sir. Thank you, Matthew. You guys, enjoy the football. Have a great weekend. Go Knolls, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Mm-hmm.